Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. We are a group of converts from Singapore focused on sharing convert experiences and lessons to benefit both born Muslims and converts alike. If you have anyone in your life trying to find their path back in Islam, do share our podcasts with them and have a discussion about the stories told by our fellow brothers and sisters. Do follow us on Spotify and send your feedback via our Instagram page at Convert Central. Welcome back to another episode of Convert Central. So moving forward from our previous episode, we've, we are so blessed to have Sister Adawiya and also Sister Zoe to join us. So in today's edition of Chit Chat and Bandung, and still please do not ask us where that name you know came about, uh, we are trying something new and uh, getting some of our team members to join us for our short conversation because it's a chit chat, right? So the more the merrier. So on top of Sister Adawiya and Sister Zoe, we, we have also Brother Sharul. Uh, Sister Elina and Sister Sharjah to join us. So, uh, I'm sure the three of us have already introduced ourselves in the previous episode. So, I, wh- why not I, I just get some of you guys, the three of you, to you know share one or two sentences about yourself. So, you guys can, you know, uh, so the audiences can also relate to what you're saying as well. So, I guess we can start with Sister Elina. She's unmuted and she's ready to share. So, maybe just tell us how are you and, and what you're doing and, and, you know, some things that interest you. <laughs> Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi uh, hi, I'm Sis Elina. Sis Eli, uh, I was from the Ramadan series first episode. I'm um, I'm I'm a daughter of a convert. My dad is a Chinese convert. Uh, I'm currently working at a student care center. <laughs> okay, maybe uh, brother Sharul. Hi, uh, I'm Sharul. I just came on board with uh, Convert Central uh, by the introduction of uh, Sister Elina. Uh, I'm also Working currently, I'm a, a temperature screener at Pungo Polyclinic. So if you guys uh, want MC or whatsoever, I guess you'll see me over there. Yeah. <laughs> subhanallah, subhanallah. Okay, so if you guys want to find Brother Sharul, uh, you guys know where to go. And uh, not so much for Sister Elina, inshallah. I don't think you guys will want to go to a student care. So last but not least, we have our last uh, you know, guest with us today, our beloved Shahjah. So, uh, please introduce yourself, Sister Shaja. Hi, I'm Shaja. Uh, I just joined Convert Central too. Um, we found out about this organization through Instagram. So, I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm a student in uni. I'm doing a politi- political science degree. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so so glad to have all of us here today. So, six of us, I hope we can have a meaningful conversation. So, today's Chit Chat and Bandung, is, uh, the topic is about miracles. So, I think as Muslims, all of us here, we have somehow had, had a miracle in our lives or, or you know, whether or not we have we seen it coming or not or, or, and whether or not uh, some miracles might be extremely personal to ourselves but other people might not re- relate to it. So we just want to highlight on the fact how how beautiful Allah's mercy is and how powerful sometimes His Qadr is that in, in ways that we can never imagine things will work out. He in all His power has made things work out. So I guess each of us, um, or if you guys don't have any story, you guys can also comment or just share some of your thoughts on our stories. We have some time to share on our stories. And of course, if you guys want to start a conversation about some of the points brought out, also please feel free to do so. So I will start first, naturally. One uh, miracle that I wanted to share that I guess I have not shared before was that I don't think that I was, you know, if, if left to a chance of like a probability game, right? I, I don't think I would have been a Muslim lah. The reason being was because uh, I was pursuing a flying career in the Air Force and I was in Perth for, for flying training. So as you all know, uh, of course the, the social stigma with the Air Force is that you find it so difficult to find Malay Muslims there 
you know so our naturally i was the only one in base as a muslim lah praying was alone so for you guys you know think that circuit breaker has been bad enough because some of sometimes you have to pray ourselves right for a good 6 to 8 months i was praying alone all my five prayers alone and i never had the chance to do jamaah um and yeah friday prayers was not accessible because the mosque was 1 hour away from base to get there and to come back would take 3 hours too much of my fridays to make it a feasible option um as a new muslim going to perth focusing on flying i did not bring my quran so i did not have a quran with me did not have the time to meet a teacher yet did not have the luxury of having any muslim friends around me and the only one i relied upon was my partner at that point of time so uh, unfortunately halfway through our piloting career uh, we we separated so that was when it hit me la it was it hit me the hardest actually and uh, my whole life was shook la so at the point of time as you guys can can kind of infer i wasn't truly you know didn't really submit myself fully to the religion also so i was in a very middle ground la like do i stay as a muslim my family is still adjusting to the fact that i'm a muslim you know so if i don't and i go back to where i was in previously i don't think they ever have minded lah and same for my friends but you know don't i have an obligation to to continue as a muslim since i have said my shahada did i come into islam because of my of my partner then a lot of things hit me lah but i know that in the situation that i was in my friends were all 21 20 earning an income of what 3000 a month on the weekends you know in perth the nightlife is just you are going to bars and and to drink alcohol you are just you know spending your time entertaining yourself because you only have the weekends off so easy to just go with them and be distracted because that's that's what the dunya is made for right is the best in distraction so probably if i were to leave it to chance i don't think i would have became a muslim i would have just you know slipped back into my ways and how or why i still remain a muslim is still a mystery to me and every day i thank allah that i'm here lah but something significant happened was that for the good 7 months first 7 months i was in australia didn't have, i didn't make any muslim friends but suddenly this happened and i was so broken and and suddenly i decided to go to the mosque on weekends so that this was a point of time in my life where i was looking forward to praying every day because prayers were a time where i could just go into sujud and cry my heart out lah so I spent my weekends at the mosque because I just wanted to, and 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 there's only one mosque in Perth, and no surprise, no points given if you guess it right. Then the name is Perth Mosque lah. Okay, so uh, I will spend a lot of time in Perth in Perth Mosque. So there was one day where I still didn't have any Muslim friends, but I went to the mosque before Zohor, prayed my Zohor there, prayed my Asar there, then I left for dinner. So when I was deep, when I was praying my Asar, this brother was was praying beside me, and I was crying and he saw, but we didn't talk much. So I left for dinner. I came back same mosque, Maghrib. There's only one mosque, so there's no other mosque I could have ever went to. Uh, and and same thing I did. I went went down into my sujud and I cried again. And same brother was beside me. So right after that, he actually said, "Why not we go and grab some food? I'll I'll buy you some tea and 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 some kebab." And of course, you know, uh, I don't think my mother would have and en- uh, endorsed my decision then because stranger danger, you're in Australia alone. You shouldn't accept any invitations from Australia. Wasn't strangely I did lah, you know. Wasn't the kind of person to do so much strangely I did. And and I think that's how Allah saved me because finally there was someone who could relate to my circumstance. Finally there was someone who could understand when I told him about my Islamic problems. Finally there was a brother that I could depend on. And he really put through. For the next few weekends, he was spending his weekends with me, a, a a brother he just met at the mosque, all the way halfway across the world. 
and he would bring me to different mosques at the outskirts of Perth and then on in that one month after I had that kind of uh, the event that shook my life I met like 20 something brothers and that is like 20 times more than the past 7 months and th- that was really how like I really felt like brotherhood lah. like even though in Singapore like the thing that anchored me that wasn't anymore I found a community in Perth and that was at a time where I was the furthest away from Allah and that was how Allah put me back into the religion by showing me the beauty even though you lost one part of Islam the person that's, that's bringing you didn't guide you anymore there's another part of Islam that is also about brotherhood and That was miraculous. Right? I, I never in my life would I ever thought that it would happen. Not not while I was in Perth. Not while I was in Australia. Flying, tra- uh, getting, you know, trying to make something out of a career in flying. Subhanallah, every day I, I wake up and I, I thank Allah for that for that miracle in my life. And and that has changed me lah, since. And everything I do since then has been a, a branch from that seed planted lah, way, way back in Perth, most in Australia. So yeah, that was my miracle. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if any guys have any thoughts, and if if not, we can move on to uh, one of the sisters or, or brother that wants to share. Please do. Yeah, thanks, brother Kevin, for sharing your story. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for sharing. I felt like it was so beautiful that uh brother reached out to you, and uh, yeah, thank you for sharing uh a miracle that happened to you. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I uh for me, I don't know. Uh, of many miracles or, or things like that. Maybe some of these things uh, happen and for me it was miracle and I get very emotional about it because sometimes I do get emotional. And um, I think one of, some an amazing thing for me was uh, I was born a Catholic before I became a Muslim. And uh, when I was a Catholic, I rarely pray. I mean, sometimes I make dua and then I just ask God for 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 help and and, and things. But I don't really um, make a lot of um, connection with Him as much as I think we all should. But um, after I converted, I was quite surprised at how I was able to just go into the five prayers daily. And Alhamdulillah, I I I I just feel like Allah make it so easy for me. I'm so thankful. And um, I think in my previous sharing, uh, when I was uh, sharing about my convert story, this friend of mine whom I've lost touch with for some, for about a few years, then I told her that I converted. And then I thought that was America itself when she told me that her daughter was uh, studying at the school that I was working at. And then uh, we, we would pray and then I thought that was like a miracle because I I was a bit lost. I mean, like I didn't know my prayers and Allah answers my prayer, Alhamdulillah. It's like um, somebody is going to guide me during um, my uh, Zoho and Arsa and I thought that was like fantastic for me. So after that, I managed to tell a colleague, a colleague that... Uh, So there's a continuation to that story. After uh, my friend's uh, daughter taught me to pray, but it was very difficult because she has lesson and then I have counseling sessions. So it's very hard to have our time uh, coincides very nicely. So I knew that I needed to start uh, learning to pray on my own very soon. So um, there is actually this Malay lady who who who, who is actually 
my colleague, but she's not really like in the same office as me, but she has her own private room. So I didn't dare to tell her that I was a convert because I do not know what she would think of me. So I was very afraid. And then I just kept postponing and, and there were times when I wanted to talk to her, but I didn't dare to. So I just keep putting it off. And then um, just the day before uh, eat, before she break for Hari Raya, so I just took up the courage and just tell her, uh, uh, actually, I'm a Muslim convert. So she was like, Alhamdulillah, this is like the, a, a, a gift, a gift uh, from Allah because uh, there is somebody who can practice with her now, I believe. Like, I don't know why, but she felt that I was a gift to her. So we became very good friends. And during those times, we were trying to pray together. And, and Alhamdulillah, it was such a beautiful journey. But um, her contract ended, so she's no longer um, working in the school now. But during those times when she was working in the school, I felt like it was such a blessing because as a new convert and being the only Muslim in my office, uh, I needed guidance. So I felt like she was my guidance and she was always looking out for me. Like sometimes I have somebody to talk to. Like I think uh, Kevin and maybe uh, Sisia will know that uh, we food to eat, you know. <laughs> you are home cooked, but then <laughs> you don't really have much food to eat. So I was pouring out these woes to her and then she was, okay, she's going to bring some food for Adaria. So sometimes in the morning, I'll find like a, 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 a food uh, and says this is for you and uh, make, gives you barakah. So I thought that was like such a um, gesture and uh, all the strong sisterhood that I find throughout my journey was just so beautiful. And um, it's very hard other miracles because I felt like there were many because when I feel that the path what Allah has for you he, he will make it happen for you rather when you have difficulties so alhamdulillah I think uh, my miracle is uh, having um, somebody to journey with me at work and at times when we are free she will even teach me Ikra as well so that's how I kept progressing for Ikra and so we pray together, we have Ikra, we, 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 I mean, yeah, it was a very nice journey, but um, I mean, uh, even though we are no longer working together now, but um, yeah, I will definitely still want to keep in touch with her because I always remember how she will like help me, you know, because sometimes there are a lot of temptations in the office. This is just the last because sometimes my friends, my colleagues, the Chinese colleagues, they, they will tell me, oh, this is so nice, you know, uh, it's really, really nice. The whole office, everybody will be telling you how nice it is. And then you you know that there's no, there's no pot and there's no lot, but you are very, I am very tempted to like want to try it. But then go inside the room and share with uh, Kaka first and say, Kaka, how uh, they all outside keep saying this is very nice. What should I eat? <laughs> Then later, uh, Kaka will say, there's a lot of halal nice things to eat. So, you know, if you don't eat this, it's okay, that kind of thing. But she will definite, uh, ultimately leave it for me to make my decision. So after hearing from her, then I'll be like, okay, I won't eat it then. So I'll go out <laughs> and listen to my colleague telling me how nice it is. And then I'll just like, okay, never mind, I will not eat it, it's okay. So I think 
if she was not around, maybe I might have just eaten it because it, there's no pork and there's no lard and uh, it's okay, you know. But because um, she was strong in her in her uh, her faith and knowing that uh, if it's non-halal, just refrain yourself from eating it. So I think that was uh, something really nice to to have somebody that I can to guide me on the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Any of you guys also face the same effect? Like when you guys are, you know, trying to practice more and more and more, like suddenly just like a, a huge amount of ease just comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You guys experienced that before? Yeah, actually, from both of your sharings, I think uh, it's a reminder like how Allah is always there with us. Even when we cannot see Him, but He is always there and whatever good that comes to us, uh, it is from him uh, and like there's so many amazing blessings lah. so for me also like i think um for me it wasn't a very major turning point but it was always whenever i was um sliding away from the straight path he always brings me back to whatever means whatever different people he sent or different events that happen or Anything lah, yeah. So, uh, subhanallah. I see, I see. And uh, maybe anyone else face like the same kind of, like what Sister Ina says, sometimes you think like, perhaps this is bad, you know, but you're not too sure. Allah just like, pew, you know, a sign just comes and then, you know, okay lah, I shouldn't be touching this because it's a bad thing. For me, maybe it's a way of being protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For, for you guys, do you guys have the same like kind of experiences? Or if not, maybe Sister Zoe can share about your own miracle. 